you ready for farm freedom? It's not just, you know, muddy pigs and roosters crowing and walking around in boots all the time. You know, it's a lot more than that. You can make money from this lifestyle, more so than just selling extra eggs at a roadside stand. Welcome to the very first episode of the Firm Freedom Podcast. We are super excited to get this going. We hope you're just as excited to go down this road with us as well. We just wanted to do a really short overview, kind of introductory episode, just to give you a feel of like what to expect from the show, introduce ourselves, you know, what are we all about, that sort of thing. So first off, I'm Roxanne. And I'm Eric. And we'll do a little more introduction in a minute, and we'll tell you our story in another episode before we dive into these great interviews we've got lined up for you. But first things first, what exactly is farm freedom? Eric, you want to start us off? Farm freedom can be a lot of different things. The biggest thing that I noticed when we first bought our farm was being able to walk around the property, enjoy the land, and for me, just having land and being able to go out and enjoy the beauty of the property is a big part of farm freedom. But for others, controlling your own food supply by growing your own garden and raising your own meats as well. You control what you eat, where it comes from. You control the quality of it. You have the freedom to eat no better than what the grocery store gives you or as high quality as you can possibly make it. It's just a matter of what you put into it. It's this whole different perspective as you're in the farm life that other people just may not ever understand, and it just gives you this feeling of freedom. I think farm freedom for me is definitely a different sense of connection to nature than what we had before. It's hard to describe until you experience it, but it is just different to be here and to be on a farm you know, you're more observant with the seasons because, you know, you you don't let the chickens out of the coop at the same time every morning because it depends on when the sun's up. And we've definitely learned to slow down. Somehow we have more time on our hands, we must, when we realize that we can kind of tell the difference between which chicken lays which egg. I mean, let's be honest, we've got well over 150 chickens on our farm, but we are getting to know which chicken lays which egg when you can tell them apart by the egg you've you've really found out i think the right the right trick to slow down and appreciate the little things so the next question is who are we at the time of this episode we've been on our homestead for one year so we are by no means experts we're not even gonna pretend to be we Tried to buy a farm all the way back when we bought our first house nine years ago now. And we weren't able to... No, nine. Yeah, you're right, nine. Yeah, we weren't able to make it happen back then. Ended up buying a house in the suburbs. And uh, I would say we kind of regretted it. But at the same time, I mean, the house that we lived in was worth it. Yeah, it was the right house for sure. We bought the right house at the right time with the right neighbors and the right situation and everything. And... You know, we still miss those neighbors. We're still friends with them. But yeah, suburbs suburbs are not where we were meant to stay. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of 
not fit for the neighborhood with our pile of pallets and uh, oh, yeah. other things that we wanted to do on the property that just didn't really work on a half acre. We wanted because to live the farm just, life, but yeah, we, we just couldn't in that space. So this has definitely been something that we've tried to work t- towards for many years and finally have gotten there after pretty hard work to get there. So the other who are we? We've been married for about 10 years. We have two kids and two dogs. And let's be honest, if you hear any of them in the background noise on these podcasts, then sorry, you're going to have to deal with it because, um, you know, we're here to share real stories and real life and kids and pets are real life. And uh, we're not going to call a babysitter every time we record an episode because you guys all have kids and pets and stuff too. So... I don't know. What else should we share about us? We have four keywords that we focus on in our brand. Farm, garden, sustainable living, and mindset. Uh, that we believe that farm and garden are obviously, you're going to grow your own food, raise your own food. That's going to give you the most control, the most independence in life. Sustainable living is, let's not be wasteful. Let's do DIY. Let's preserve. Let's... Uh, you know, have broody heritage breed chickens that are going to hatch out their own chicks year after year, as opposed to, uh, you know, breeds that don't go broody and just let nature do what nature wants to do, right? It's it's kind of self-designed to be self-sustaining. Anybody who stepped on a cherry tomato in the middle of their yard knows that those are going to keep coming back no matter what. Mindset, uh, you know, there's a homesteading mindset in terms of how to approach things. And, and you're going to hear a lot of that as frugal living and doing for yourself and reusing and those kind of buzzwords, whatever you want to call them. But there's also a mindset that is really how to stay positive, how to keep pushing through hardships and through struggles. And everybody obviously has their own struggles. We're going to tell you more about ours in the next episode. And And honestly, that struggle is what pushed us to get to our farm life. It absolutely did. Um, so that's really, to us, the four big pieces um, of what we call being on the journey to finding good living, living a good life, you know? You're probably wondering what we're actually going to talk about in the rest of the episodes. We've got lots of great interviews coming, and you'll be able to hear other people's point of views, not just ours. We definitely didn't want to just sit here and have the two of us talk to you because there are days where the two of us don't even want to talk to each other that much, but we're going to we're going to suck it up for you guys. Um, we think this show is going to be the best uh, best benefit for a few people. We got we got three categories of people that we think are going to get the most out of this show. We call them homesteading hopefuls, which is people like where we were until we moved here, which is I think I want this life. And the then, people living in the suburbs that can't have chickens. Or an apartment. Maybe have container garden or a regular garden, but that's all that they can people do. People who live in the city who have chickens. And they go, gee, this is great, but I need more space. Because I need more chickens, right? So those are the homesteading hopefuls. Uh, we think this podcast is going to be great for people who are just moving to a homestead. That maybe you bought land and you know you want a vegetable garden, but where should I start? As you plan this new homestead you move to, right, 
you should listen to this podcast. And we're not saying that because we're biased, but we hope that we can help you make the decisions of, you know, should I get a dairy goat or should I, you know, dairy goats, we should say, or should I get a dairy cow for my homestead? Should you get one? Should you get the other? Should you get both? And our last group of people that we think this is best for is honestly, anybody who's been homesteading has a small hobby farm, anything like that. Because most of what this show is about is what we're calling homemade money. You made that yourself. You made your own product. It's not just going to be us talking about it. We've got plenty of guests planned already, and I'm sure that list will continue to build as we get going. We have met a lot of people across the homesteading community, and hearing how many different and honestly some really awesome ways that people are making money off their homesteads. You built that product, you grew that product, you raised that product yourself, and that's your homemade revenue stream. You know, you're not doing MLM and direct sales and stuff and selling a product for Tupperware or, or another company. So it's as homemade as it gets in terms of generating an income. So we wanted to talk to real homesteaders that are actually making money from this and we've got different folks that some of them are making, you know, a few hundred bucks off of their ideas. Um, and maybe it's not much, but it covers their chicken food. You know, it covers it covers feeding their animals. It covers that plus maybe some extra for grocery money in a month, you know, depending on family size or how many chickens they have. We've got people uh, that are honestly making enough to pay their bills off of their homemade money. And, you know, obviously that's not any particular one homemade money idea for all of those folks. It might be a combination of them, but long and short, these different homemade money ideas, we want you to hear the variety because we've come across things that we're going, wait a minute, that's such a great idea. Like we never would have thought of that, but then we've heard about it now. We've talked to these people and it's it's just so cool and it needs to be shared because there there seems to be a a real lack in what you think you can and can't do on a homestead and so we want to bring you ideas that are more um more than just an egg stand at the road the average homesteader selling extra veggies extra eggs that kind of thing at a roadside stand is not going to make a lot of money off of it and honestly, most people, when they say, well, I'm moving to a homestead, I want to make a few bucks, what can I do? I don't know, sell eggs? Homesteading is not a one-size-fits-all. Everything is different. Every homestead is different. The ways they make the money is different. And we're here to kind of show you different ways to be, to be able to make money and grow. Eggs and vegetables are just such a small part of that. So that's what we're really here for is to try to build on that and help you find ways to, to make money. Because there are definitely Absolutely. some ideas we're going to hear about where, you know, the actual sit down, touch time, do it is a lot. But when you hear these people's passion about how much they love what they're doing, you realize that that old quote is true. that Love what you do and you'll never work a day in yeah. your life. Do what you love and you'll yeah. never... Do what you love. I said it backwards. <laughs> yeah. Do what you, you love, love and you'll, never, and you'll work never work a day in your life. Yeah. And that's that's really what we want to bring. And that's the unique aspect of 
this life that you can't get really from anywhere else. I mean, yes, you homesteading hopefuls, new to homesteaders, or better yet, urban homesteaders, there's a lot of things that you can do on an urban homestead. You know, a small city backyard, there's there's going to be some of these ideas that even though the person talking to us might be on a 10 acre farm, doesn't mean you can't do a portion of something on a 10th of an acre lot and call it a farm. You know, farming, I saw, I was some like stupid decoration sign at the store that I saw. It was great. It was farm is where the heart is. And that's absolutely right. Absolutely. And that's the thing with homesteading is that you can't go off a book that you're going to make mistakes. It's never going to be perfect. And that's just part of the life. I mean, some of it you enjoy because you kind of learn from those mistakes. And that really helps you grow not only as a person, but also as a homesteader. I think on a homestead, on a farm specifically, that's, that's, I mean, yes, there are, there are some failures and you will know it when you, when you hit one. But we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to have these interviews with people, with homesteaders, occasionally have some special guest interviews that they're not necessarily a homemade money idea interview, but we might have some folks come on to talk to you kind of more in depth about some topics like sustainability, not just self-sufficiency, but sustainability. We have someone that you'll be able to hear talk about some of the business struggles of small farms and getting them to where they can generate an income. She's going to be talking about supply versus demand and reaching consumers and marketing and really some great stuff that, you know, yes, it is specific to New York State where we live because that's where she lives, but she really, she's really an advocate for small farms and will occasionally have interviews about self-sufficiency, sustainability, um, starting a small farm, turning it into a business, some of the struggles with that. You might occasionally have an episode where you listen to us talk about uh, what we call ponderous thoughts about farm life because, you know, there are there are certain topics that come up where you go, man, isn't that something? Deep thoughts with Eric and Roxanne. No, that's a terrible name. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so in a nutshell, recap... Farm Freedom, the podcast, is about creating a true freedom, interviews with real homesteaders, making real money from homemade money ideas. We're going to bring you those interviews. You're going to hear a little bit of our story for the next few episodes. Um, We're going to tell you a little bit about what we call kind of homesteading 101 of getting up and going and looking at thinking about your land from a different perspective. We'll talk about some of the mistakes we made. We want to inspire you to think bigger, to dream bigger, and to do bigger. Live slow, find freedom, and the rest is history. Do you have anything to add to that? I don't even know how to state anything after that. That was just a close, right? done.